stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, when it comes to gene editing technology, CRISPR is uh, the, the current version of that. There is a lot of potential you know, for the advancement of, of human health. Uh, a lot of genetic conditions that could perhaps be, be addressed or even eliminated. But it's the kind of thing we really need to approach with a lot of caution. And unfortunately, uh, news out of China this week suggests not caution, but in fact, reckless abandon when it comes to using this technology. A Chinese researcher has made the stunning claim that he has, in fact, made the world's first genetically edited babies or part of a team to have done so. Two twin girls, not twin girls. Obviously, uh, it's a little redundant. Twin girls born this month whose DNA uh, says was altered with this CRISPR technology. What was done specifically in this instance that the embryos were altered during fertility treatments. In fact, there were seven couples involved, one pregnancy resulting thus far. The goal in this instance was not to cure or prevent an inherited disease, but to actually try to bestow a trait upon these children. Uh, an ability to resist possible future infection with HIV. So essentially, he's trying to use gene editing technology to, to have children being born with the genetic resistance to HIV. Uh, this research, though, has been widely condemned. Joining us to talk more about it, uh, very pleased to welcome the program, uh, Arthur Kaplan. He's a professor of bioethics at the Department of Population Health at NYU School of Medicine. Professor Kaplan, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, first of all, I mean, on the, on the claim itself, should we take it with a grain of salt? What do you make of it? Well, you know, there have been papers coming out of China for the past few years indicating that they are trying to do gene editing on human embryos. They haven't put them back in a woman to achieve a birth until this announcement, but they certainly have been saying their different groups are trying to edit these uh, embryos using the technique known as CRISPR, which basically punches out a genetic defect and inserts a new gene where the uh, old one has been removed. So I'm going to take it seriously. I think something has been done. Okay. Well, if so, then how significant is this? One of the biggest experiments in the history of genetics, because this basically is the first time anybody has tried to change genes in a human embryo, meaning those genes would be passed on to descendants. That is, they would uh, go on and on through the generations. What this gentleman announced he had done, and he must have had a team because he's a PhD and they did it at a fertility clinic, so they had to be doctors around too. But he basically said... I'm going to try and enhance the ability of these children to resist AIDS. So I'm going to change some of their genes, which I think are involved in that, and give them this new ability. Right. And, and I mean, you know, that, that sounds promising if, if we have technology to allow us to, to do that. But, uh, I mean, does this seem like we're, we're jumping over a, a lot of steps along the way here? Jumping over a ton of steps very irresponsible, completely unethical to do this experiment as done. Look, you'd probably start by trying to fix a disease. There are plenty of genetic diseases that are passed on, uh, say, uh, cystic fibrosis, um, Tay-Sachs disease, sickle cell disease, uh, many, many genetic diseases. What this guy did was 
try to enhance the ability to resist getting a disease. But the natural step is to think about the risks, think about the benefits, and then try and fix a disease Mm -hmm. rather than enhance something. Actually, this is a little bit going down the road of eugenics, meaning making a better baby or an enhanced baby rather than trying to fix diseases. I think you'd find nearly universal agreement that the right place to start is to fix a disease, get rid of something that an embryo already has rather than trying to give it a new ability. There's also been no discussion of what informed consent did they get, who approved this experiment, who had oversight over it. And look, if something went wrong, who's going to take care of the costs of caring for a child with a birth defect? Those are basic things you want to get settled before you do what this uh, team announced that they have done. Right. This, this sort of research, this sort of experimentation would be banned in, in most countries, wouldn't it? In the U.S., you couldn't use federal funds to do this. I don't think you can do it in Canada. I think most countries have said germline engineering, meaning changing genes that are passed on from one generation to the next rather than trying to alter something in your own body that isn't uh, then uh, passed on, is out of bounds. But China has never said it's out of bounds, and there are countries that are silent on the whole thing. So, again, you're kind of moving uh, with this experiment without international consensus. You know, the scientist said he did it, and now let society decide what should be done. I think he had it exactly backwards. First, society debates whether you should do it. Then you do it. You don't do it the other way around. Well, I mean, have we crossed the Rubicon of sorts? I mean, is, is, is there no going back at this point? Where, where do we go from here? Well, it certainly adds momentum to the idea that we should use this technique to try and fix or repair genetic defects that are hereditary, that are passed on. On the other hand, I think it's going to fuel calls for journals to say we're not publishing anything unless you meet basic ethical requirements of informed consent and oversight and competency. You know, we don't even know whether this team was competent to do this. You'd like to see more animal work done to prove safety of the CRISPR gene editing technique before you jump to humans. I favor that. we do it if it was a drug. We should do it even though it's genetic engineering. We should kind of have the same safety standards. And I think we'll get some push for international regulations to say, look, this ought not be done unless certain conditions of oversight and regulation are fulfilled. So my hunch is we did cross a Rubicon. One of the most important things that has ever happened, really, in the realm of genetics. But I think we're going to see more calls now for keeping an eye on this technology much more closely. We're also going to see calls, though, for you know countries like the U.S. and Canada to, to loosen these rules. Uh, are there going to be those who say, look, they're, they're getting way ahead of us uh, in China. We need some uh, ability to do this, this kind of research here. Does there seem to be a, a consensus, more or less, though, that, that this was unethical and irresponsible? I think there is a consensus that it was irresponsible and unethical. It's going too fast. We haven't proven the technique of changing these genes to be safe and reliable. Remember, there was a lot of enthusiasm years ago when Dolly the sheep was cloned that we were going to use this in people. Turned out many of the animals that they tried to clone got sick or died prematurely or spontaneously aborted. You don't want to replay that with these newer gene editing techniques. So while there may be some who say, look, it's already happened, now the only issue is can we do it in Canada, can we do it in the U.S., I don't think that's going to win the day. Well, what about CRISPR itself? I mean, this is remarkable technology that holds all kind of promise, but if it's being used in in these reckless ways, I think that's really going to sully the perception of this technology. Is that a concern? 
it's a grave concern for me. I think gene editing to get rid of diseases, eliminate hemophilia from being passed on generation to generation, get rid of cystic fibrosis. These are good goals. I don't oppose them. But you've got to use this powerful tool responsibly. You have to make sure the right teams are doing it. One of the things that this group in China had is a company with patents. They're trying to attract business. That's a major conflict of interest here, which has to be, if you will, eliminated before you trust results that are reported. So I'm not against gene editing, but I'd hate to see it set back because of this kind of renegade activity. So does it fall then to to the medical community, as you say, to to journals uh, and and others to take the lead on this? Do we look to to governments to ensure that we've got uh, solid rules in place uh, around this sort of thing? I think you have to push journal editors to lay out standards about what they think is acceptable to do. Because remember, scientists live and die by publication. If you can't get it in a journal, boy, that really sets back the motivation to do things. So Mm -hmm. if the journal editors get tough and say, you have to do A, B, C, and D. That would be good. I think medical societies, uh, societies of genetic science can come out and condemn the experiment as premature and say, you can't be a member, you can't present at meetings if you do this kind of thing. That would be good. And then governments as well. I have governments at the tail end of my hopes because, you know, they're slow. They don't always uh, get uh, things done in an expeditious way. It takes a lot of time. And to be honest, I'm sure that there are many politicians out there who don't understand even what's going on with CRISPR, so you got to bring them up to speed. So I'm not against government efforts, but I think, you know, it's really the professional societies and the journals that are the first line of protection to make sure this is done right. All right. Well, as you say, very significant development. Uh, Professor Kaplan, appreciate the insight. Uh, as always, thanks for making some time for us hey, here this thanks afternoon. Thanks for having me. There you go. That's uh, Arthur Kaplan, uh, professor at the uh, NYU School of Medicine and uh, also founding head of the Division of Medical Ethics at the NYU School of Medicine. So his thoughts on uh, these developments, which again have not been independently confirmed. Interesting story here from technologyreview.com that this scientist is actually now under investigation. Chinese researcher claimed to have created the first gene-edited babies, now facing investigation over whether the experiment broke Chinese laws or recommendations. Uh, This is the MIT Technology Review, which first broke news of this over the weekend. Uh, he, Zhang Kui, of the Southern University of Science and Technology in the, uh, Shenzhen, is the researcher in question. So the claim has set off a wave of criticism in China and abroad from experts who said the experiment created unacceptable risks for a questionable medical purpose. On Sunday, the Shenzhen City Medical Ethics Expert Board said it would begin an investigation of the research and released a statement saying that according to our findings, the company never conducted the appropriate recording of the requirements. Uh, Liu Ying of Peking University's Institute of Molecular Medicine says these two children are the guinea pigs. They will go through their whole maturing process not having not understood the risks ahead of time. And the president of uh, his university called an emergency gathering of the researchers connected to the project. So a lot of followed from this. But if he did this, then obviously, as uh, you know, Dr. Kaplan says, it's uh, one of the most significant developments ever in, in the field uh, of genetics. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.